Hey, you're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast devoted to equipping the members of Emmaus Road Church to make and multiply disciples of Jesus Christ in and around the city of Sioux Falls. The people of Emmaus Road are committed to regular rhythms of gathering and scattering. We gather corporately in worship on Sunday mornings. We gather in missional communities and discipleship huddles throughout the week. And then we scatter throughout our city where we want to give every resident of Sioux Falls repeated opportunities to hear and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is episode 14 of Make and Multiply. Thanks for listening. I'm Ryan Chase, a pastor at Emmaus Road Church in Sioux Falls. In this episode, I want to talk through Appendix 4 of our Discipleship Huddle Guides. Uh, this material is based on Saturate Resources and their DNA guide. And this appendix is called Listen for the Heart. It's part two of the Listen for the Heart material in the appendices of, of our Huddle Guide. And listening carefully to one another in particular, listening to discern what's going on in the heart is a critical piece of making and multiplying disciples. Biblically speaking, the heart is central to all of our thinking and all of our living and all of our emotion. Um, the Bible explains that it's out of the heart that everything else flows. So scripture uses the word heart to talk about the, the life of the inner person, what's going on inside of us. It's with the heart that we believe, and that's the root of all of our emotions and our behavior. So if you're trying to understand where is this other stuff, this unpleasant negative fruit, these sinful things in my life, where, where does this come from? The Bible makes it clear it comes from the heart. The heart is the engine that drives our behavior. Jesus made this point to his disciples and to some of the Pharisees who were listening in Matthew 15, 18 through 19, when the Pharisees took exception with Jesus' disciples because they didn't wash their hands before they eat. They weren't concerned about the the physical hygiene of it all, cleanliness and germs. They were concerned about the ceremonial uncleanness of it. And Jesus corrected their understanding and said, he taught them that it, it's not what you eat, it's not what you consume and what you put into your body that defiles you religiously and morally. It's what comes out of the heart. He said in Matthew 15, 18, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. All of that comes out of the heart and that's what defiles a person. So the heart is the root of it all. And Jesus teaches in Matthew 12 that the heart is expressed through our speech, which means as disciple makers, if we listen carefully in conversation in everyday life as people talk and recount, whether it's their whole life story or just the events that they experienced yesterday or over the weekend, uh, the heart comes out through our speech. Matthew 12, 34, Jesus said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So disciple makers practice listening for the heart, not just um, the the facts somebody's communicating with their mouth, but their interpretive framework and their desires and their longings and their beliefs and their convictions. That comes out in the way that we talk about life. So effective disciple makers are intentional and careful listeners. Proverbs 20 verse 5 says, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water but a man of understanding will draw it out. That's what Jesus did 
on the Emmaus Road when he caught up to those disheartened disciples who were walking away from Jerusalem, walking away from reports of the resurrected Jesus. He caught up to them. He engaged them in conversation. And then before revealing himself to them, or even before pointing to himself in all of Scripture, he drew out of them their understanding of the things that had happened by asking them questions and then listening carefully. So Appendix 4 in our Huddle Guide has some helpful categories to learn to pay attention to when you're listening to one another in conversation. Um, One of those categories is pay attention to emotional words. Is somebody expressing anger, frustration, bitterness, hurt, uh, pain, annoyance, worry, indifference uh, what are the what's the emotional language that comes out in conversation uh, sometimes emotion is displayed visibly through our countenance and our body language sometimes it comes out in the the language that we use but emotional language is the language of the heart and that's expressing um, not just the facts or the circumstances of what someone's going through but how they're thinking about it how they're being affected by it it's important to know circumstances are real our interpretations of our circumstances aren't always true. The facts of the matter are what they are, but the way that we interpret life, the way that we respond to life, that's where oftentimes we can veer off through unbelief. Uh, Our feelings are real, but they're not necessarily true. They're not always accurate or reliable. So you may feel something and you actually do really feel that, although what you feel may not necessarily be true in light of what God says about you and your circumstance. So listen carefully to emotional words. Listen to interpretive statements. When people use language that expresses an interpretive framework for how they are understanding and processing what they've experienced or what others have done. People say things like, this always happens to me, or it wasn't supposed to be this way, or everything is hopeless now. They're interpreting their situation from a certain perspective. When you pay attention to that, then you can start to identify, does that line up with how God teaches us through his word to think about life in this fallen world under his redeeming grace? Is that an accurate interpretation from God's perspective in line with God's word. So listen for interpretive statements. Uh, listen for self-assessment, self-talk, when people are talking about uh, their understanding of who they are. The two sides of the same coin are pride and insecurity. And uh, pay attention to pride and arrogance and self-reliance in the way that people talk about themselves and their, their life and their stories and experiences. Or on the other side of that, listen for insecurity and self-loathing. Self-loathing is just kind of a a, a disguised version of pride. Uh, Basically, pride is what makes it insufferable, intolerable for us to uh, process or handle any of our failure. Because we are so proud, because we love ourselves so much, uh, we respond to failure with complete insecurity. So it's a form of pride. We love ourselves so much that we can't handle the thought that maybe we aren't as great as we wish that we were. Uh, An important thing to know as a disciple maker is that self-assessment may be true. And so don't jump too quickly to correct it or deny it. For example, if somebody says, I'm a failure, uh, that may be true. Maybe they really have failed as a parent or as a spouse. Maybe they have Uh, committed some major moral failure. So if somebody says, I'm a failure, the way the world responds to that is just to give a pat on the back and say, no, you're not, you're awesome. And that sounds comforting, but it's 
an empty and hollow gospel because there's no no Christ in that. Uh, it may be true that you really have failed, and there's much better hope than a pat on the back to just deny it and say, no, you're not, you're, you're great. Uh, the question is always, if our self-assessment is true, the follow-up question is, okay, so how should you respond to that failure or whatever other assessment is that is accurate in light of God's word? And the answer in brief is through repentance and faith. Maybe you have failed. The response is not to give up and wallow in despair. The response is to repent, look to Jesus, trust in him, hope in his word, and then take steps by faith to walk in his ways, knowing that your failure is not the last word, the death and resurrection of Jesus is. So self-assessments may be true and accurate, but we have to uh, identify our response in light of God's word. Another category to think about and, and listen to in conversation is God talk. How do people talk about God? How do they think about him? Do they conceive of him as harsh and unloving or distant or cruel? Um, what is their concept of God? Is God far away from them and inattentive and um, absent through all of their suffering? Or do they have an accurate understanding of God's nearness and his goodness and his omnipotence and his generosity and all of his character. So how, how does the other person think about God? When we identify wrong thinking about God, then, then we're really getting to the real root in the heart of problems in our lives. Another category to listen to is language of desire. Uh, what does somebody hope in for satisfaction and security? What are they trusting in? What are they wanting the most? Uh, this is a category of functional saviors. Are they desiring God? Are they putting their hope in him for all of their s satisfaction and security? Or are they trusting in someone or something else? So this language comes out when people say, I need, um, I have to have, uh, if only. Uh, also when people talk about their greatest fear, what do they fear losing the most? Um, all of that exposes areas of functional idolatry. So the language of desire really is the language of the heart. Like James says in, in James 4, what causes fights and quarrels among you, is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder, you covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. So the language of desire expresses the passions that are at war within us. Related to desire is any language that expresses or exposes the motives behind our behavior. So Appendix 4 talks about uh, example statements like, I wanted to get even, or I wanted revenge, or I was so ashamed that I decided not to tell my parents. Uh, so shame is the, the motivating thing behind the behavior there. Uh, I needed people to like me and I needed their approval if, if that's the motivation for, for someone's action. Uh, I feel so guilty. I could never forgive myself. L listen for the motives behind the behavior and, and at the root of motivation is what are you wanting the most? What are you desiring? There are a few other helpful categories in Appendix 4, and I encourage you to check that out if you have a copy of our Discipleship Huddle Guides. I want to close this episode just by giving an example of this. I referenced Jesus' example on the road to Emmaus uh, on that 
day that he was raised from the dead, uh, that very day, two disillusioned disciples left Jerusalem. They had heard reports that Jesus was raised from the dead, but they left to go to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles outside of Jerusalem. And as they were walking along, talking about everything that had happened, Jesus came up, he drew near to them, and he went with them. And they didn't recognize him yet, but he engaged them in conversation. And and he did that by asking a question. He said, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? So he's drawing out their understanding of the events that happened. He's not just asking for the mere facts of what happened over that weekend on that Friday that he was crucified. He is listening for how they interpret and understand those events. And so they stopped, they stood still looking sad. That That's an expression of emotion, which tells us something about their heart and what they're experiencing. And then one of them named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And Jesus said to them, what things? Not because he doesn't know, but again, because he's drawing out the heart. A man of understanding knows how to draw out the deep purposes of the heart. And so they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. So did you catch the interpretive language there? They said, we're talking about stuff that occurred to Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God. So they understood him to be a prophet. They don't yet understand or believe. They're not fully convinced that he's actually the Messiah. And the reason is because he was crucified and condemned. And so they say, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. But that language is important. We had hoped. They aren't sure that they still hope he is the one to redeem Israel because he died and they didn't think the Messiah was supposed to die. Then they go on to say, besides this, it's now the third day since these things happened and some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb. They didn't find his body, but they came back saying that they had even seen a, vis- a vision of angels. So again, the, the language there, the emotional language, some of the women of our company amazed us is an indication of what's going on in their hearts. And in this case, it's an expression of their disbelief uh, concerning the reports of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And so after listening to their interpretation of these things, that's when Jesus speaks to them. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interprets to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. So as disciple makers, we wanna listen carefully Begin by listening first to understand uh, what's going on in someone else's life and how they are experiencing it. What are they feeling through it? How are they interpreting it? Uh, And then we can enter in pointing them to Jesus. It's important to note that when we talk about listening for the heart, we are not talking about... um, listening carefully to catch people saying the wrong thing so that we can pounce on them in some harsh, judgmental, or corrective way. We listen carefully as an expression of our love for one another because it's by listening carefully that we show genuine care and interest and concern for one another. The most loving thing that we can do is point each other to Jesus. And the way to do that most effectively is to know where does this person need the good news of the gospel applied so that I'm not just speaking in broad general terms. I'm bringing the truth of the gospel to bear on the specific um, experiences and doubts and unbelief and pain that somebody has experienced. So 
Proverbs 18.13 warns us that it's it's foolish to give counsel before listening. And, and scripture exhorts anyone who desires to see the righteousness of God produced in someone else's life to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Uh, it's the next verse where James says, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Right before saying that the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God, he encourages us to be quick to listen, slow to speak. So we do want to see the righteousness of God produced. One way to do that is be, to be good listeners. Listening well expresses interest in those that we are discipling. And interest is essential to a caring, gospel-centered relationship where we can point one another to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to Make and Multiply. If you have questions about anything related to discipleship huddles, missional communities, or gospel fluency, please email me at ryan at emmausroadsf.com. And if you're not currently part of a huddle or MC, let me know and I would love to help you get connected. If you're interested in more, you can find this content in our discipleship huddle guide, which is based on the DNA guide by Saturate Resources. The music on this episode is called Everywhere by Lee Rosevere and it's used under a Creative Commons license.